Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I hope you love today's show. I have the incredible Caitlin Ansari who tells her story about being a model and becoming a mom blogger and all things in between. Caitlin talks about her shift from her priorities of being a model and all things she cared about to evolving into who she is today and what she wants others to know and empower them to be able to evolve and change and embrace those changes in a positive way and become even more of a power force. This episode is really empowering and inspiring. I love Caitlin. She's a fellow friend and mama, and I'm so excited I got to have her on. This is actually an older episode. I do have a lot of shows in the bank, as I mentioned before. So if you guys hear us talking a little bit about, you know, the babies being a little younger and, you know, pandemic life, but kind of more uh, in the earlier times, um, just so you know, for reference, I like to always be transparent with you guys, but it's such a great episode and it's real mom life. You hear so much of it and just so inspiring and empowering. So if you guys like this, please make sure you screenshot the episode, tag a friend, tag Allie Levine Design, tag everything with Allie Levine. Tag Caitlin so we can all share it and share the love. Please make sure you're subscribed and leave a five-star review. Let us know why you love the show, if there's a certain guest you love. And as always, I love getting your emails and messages. Please feel free to let me know any guest requests or any feedback at all. It really means a lot to me, and I just love doing this show for you all. So hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and stay tuned. Thanks, guys. This is Everything with Allie Levine. Hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything. From motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being. All real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, loves. I am so excited for today. I have an incredible friend and mama of mine on. She is a mom of two boys. She is she was a model and she turned a mom blogger. She is working on all things social media, helping people grow from the inside out and grow their social presence. She juggles all things motherhood and work. I have the fabulous Caitlin Ansari on my show, and she is just, I love her. We've connected so many times in our mom tribes and everything we've done together IRL, and she's been so supportive of me on social while we haven't been so IRL, and so I told her she had to come on my show. So Caitlin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I know, I wish this whole COVID thing wasn't happening and we could totally have done this in person. But we'll have to do a, we'll have to do a, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Part two, uh, when things are, you know, somewhat, um, opened up and normal again. So I'm so yes. excited to have you here regardless, uh, you know, via remote. Um, so, you know, for those that don't know you tell my listeners a little bit about you and who you are. And like, I know you were a model, but like share with us a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, so I feel like I've said this story so many times that it's like, like reading the back of my hand, but um, I actually, I used to be a model. I started in the industry as a polo model, and then I had such a great, like, fun life. I was, like, traveling the world. I was going to all these, like, VIP parties. I was doing covers of magazines, just really, like, living the life, and then I had my first son, 
and really just figured like the modeling life wasn't for me anymore and I had so much more to offer so I really dug dug, dug deep <laughs> into like mommy blogging and kind of sharing more of my world behind the scenes and not just being a pretty like face. So that's why I got into mommy blogging and it was great because I could bring my son to events. I could bring him to shoots with me. He really like became like my voice in the world. And after that, um, you know, mommy blogging just really took off and I started talking about beauty and health and affordable fashion and helping other people grow their social media presence. And it's just kind of flourished from there. I, I haven't looked back once. I love it. That's so awesome. And I love that you said like, you know, you really kind of dove in and got deep and decided, hey, like there's so much more to me. And I think it's so interesting that you bring up that point because I think there's a lot of us, myself definitely included in that world where there's something about becoming a mom where you just become so empowered and you go like, oh shit, I gave birth. Like I can do anything. And you just dig deeper. Right. And like, it's totally okay to pivot. And I don't think like people realize that it's okay. Like when you have kids, like you grow, like you become this like new superhuman, like your heart grows, your like brain capacity grows, like everything just kind of grows. And you're never going to be that same person you were before kids because they just bring so much like joy and happiness to your life that like, it's just unexplainable. It's so true. And I love that you say that because it's like, you know, it's funny. I think back to like pre, you know, being a mom, like, like you, like model, you're traveling all over, doing all things, family was styling, traveling all over, getting everybody ready, doing all these amazing things. And like, I loved it and it was amazing. But I look at my life now and I'm like, wow, it's wild how so much of that was so incredible and so amazing in some way. But then I look at now with my two girls and I'm like, wow, there's just so much more of a fulfillment and being content than I ever was. Absolutely. Like when I was modeling, like my main purpose was like looking good, having my body like being on point. And then I had my kids and I was just like, I'm okay with like the extra 15 pounds on my body. Cause like, it's not my biggest priority anymore. It's like, I have so much more to offer. I have so much more in my life. That's like so much more fulfilling than like being like, Oh my gosh, I'm seven, seven ounces overweight. You know, it's like, there's just so much more now. Well, and thank you for saying that. And I appreciate your honesty. So when you had, you know, your first son, like, did you have a hard time at first looking at your body being that you were this model who obviously was not only in the public eye, but like you said, always had to look good. And then not that, of course, your body wasn't beautiful because you gave birth. Obviously, we all know as moms, we all go through our own body images and struggles and everything else. Like, did you have anything like that when you first had him? Oh, I totally did. Um, it was like much more of a shock having my first than it was having my second. Um, I'm way more, I guess, okay with my body now than I was with my first. Um, because I did, I really felt like I needed to bounce back quicker. And, you know, I would see other models, like they're like, I just had a baby and like, I still have a six pack or like, you couldn't tell I was pregnant until I was seven months pregnant. And you're like, 
uh, well, that wasn't me. So uh, what's wrong with me? But, you know, obviously there wasn't anything wrong. Like people gain weight during pregnancy. People, you're literally like building a baby inside of you. Um, but it was definitely a, a hard thing. I mean, especially like after, right after you have the baby, like your stomach is still looking like you had a baby. You know, it's like gushy and you're like, wait, I thought, I thought once I had the baby, like this all ended. So true. And I love that you said that, like, uh, I hate the bounce back. One of my first episodes I ever recorded on this podcast solo by myself was F the bounce back because I'm so overhearing that word. Oh, don't worry. You'll just bounce back. Oh, you'll just be this. You'll just be that. And it's like, okay, first off for most of us, that's just not the case. And secondly, like, why are we so focused on bouncing back when like you just described as your own motherhood journey that you are not the same person that you were and you never will be again. And so why is it that our bodies are supposed to back, bounce back to this person that we're never going to be again? Right. I mean, that's such a, such a good point. Like you'll never be that person you were. So like your body's obviously going to change. And, you know, I think back and I'm like, Oh, when I was, you know, 16, I had like the greatest like body and I was like a, a double zero and this and that. And then I'm like, but like when I was 16, I was also super broke and I didn't know how to like cook anything in the kitchen. And I like, didn't have anything like special to my name, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you don't want to be that person again, but like for whatever reason we feel like our bodies do. And it's like, I think after my second, I really accepted it. Like I was just like, it's okay. Like I'm fine. And I think especially with Ollie being in the NICU, my whole like importance was like making sure that he like was fed on time and that Cash was doing really well with Ollie. And like, it was really focused on like, my family versus getting my body back so I like really just became okay with it because there were so many more important things that needed to happen yeah and I love that you said that because first off I, w I remember that and I was so glad to hear that he was thank god was a fine and did super well and recovered and you did so amazing with taking care of him especially during a freaking pandemic and everything else and I love it all your priorities like you know really shifted so much during like that time of being like my only priority is making sure my son is fed and surviving and thriving and doing well and I think you're right like motherhood kind of throws us into that like it throws us into this whole of like hey, your priorities are completely shift. And that goes back to the fact that we really aren't the same person that we were before. So, you know, how do you feel like going from, so we both are moms of two, newly moms of two, how do you feel like things have shifted from you from Cash to Ollie? And like how motherhood is different for you this time? I, I mean, we talked about this. I was so nervous to bring another like, soul into this world because I was like how can I how am I going to like be able to handle two like I give so much love to cash how am I going to be able to give that same love to him and then also give this love to a brand new baby and you know kind of try to keep the status quo as much as possible for my oldest but then also like handle being a new mom for my second and so you know we talked about this and I was like well I guess we're just gonna dive in and surprisingly, it was a lot easier. Um, 
Cash is really easy. He's like so easygoing and he's loved his baby, baby brother. And he's been so helpful. I think the five-year age gap was like ideal for me in my situation. (laughs) So, you know, I think for like new moms, like you really have to stop, um, like comparing yourself to other people, especially on social media. I mean, it's so hard. I remember after cash, like I would just be on social media and I would be so sad because I would compare myself. And so this time around, I kind of just got off social media. I spent my six weeks of maternity leave, like just really focusing on my family and focusing on cash and focusing on Ollie and, you know, not really doing much on social media. And I think that really helped me a lot. Thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of time people don't realize how much we can compare myself as well and how much it can be such a good, like really just a detriment to our, you know, developing our, you know, changes, everything we're going through. We're staring at, you know, everything that we see thinking like, oh, this is normal. Like, oh, this is, you know, uh, like, like, like we, we think social media is normal. We think that the way that mom looks and bounce back is normal. We think that the way she's handling things is normal. And not to say like what she's doing is normal, but chances are it's being lit up and made look pretty. And it's not really the reality of what's happening behind the scenes. It's like us talking right now, even on the podcast, like you can't see that Arlie is pulling on me and nursing and like, you know, making her, me crazy because she's like nurses and then stops and then doesn't want to nurse and stops. And it's like, okay, but you're not seeing or you're in the car right now because you have your little ones, you know, at the beach and you're sitting in the car to have service. It's like, I think people forget that we don't see the messiness in most times of lives and we just see the pretty picture. Right. That, it's totally true. Um, and that's where my biggest pivot was as um, a model to a mom blogger is that I was like, if I'm feeling this way and I'm feeling really insecure and like self-conscious about like my imperfect life, I'm sure there has to be other people doing it. And I could be part of the problem only posting the good things. Like I was trying to be a mommy blogger and like a perfectly clean house and, you know, doing all the right things. And I was like, this has to stop and it has to stop with me. So I made it a point to capture the good, the bad, the ugly. Like if I take a selfie and I'm in Ollie's nursery and it's not clean, I'm not going to stop taking the photo and go clean the background just to make it look like it's clean. Like my house is a mess. You're going to see the mess. You know, I, I, and I don't know. I just, I hope that that like shows realness to other people because I felt so alone on social media that I wanted other people to like feel included in my crazy world. Yeah, I know. And thank you for saying that because I think it's really hard for a lot of people to like swallow that, especially new moms. I know it was for me and I think it contributed to my postpartum depression. The fact that I couldn't like wrap my brain around that things look so perfect and that I couldn't find people to relate to. And I think that was one of the reasons why, you know, I joined the mom tribes that I did and like how like you and I connected and we became friends and started venting and sharing things together in our real raw motherhood journeys. And I love that, you know, you really are about sharing that. And when you show up on your social, 
you know, you do do that. And we, you and I will have like sidebar conversations about this all the time, you know, on social media when we're, you know, on there together and talking about how we feel. And I think the more we have these conversations, the more moms and moms to be that won't feel so alone in this really wild, but beautiful journey. Totally. And, you know, even like on that same method, we don't have to get into it too much, but you know, I, I was like on that same journey and then I had a couple miscarriages and I was like, do I share this or do I just like keep it to myself? And I was like, that's kind of how I got into that like first postpartum depression where I was like, if I feel alone, like I'm not going to share it. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to like share my rawness. Like hopefully I like can connect with two or three other moms that have gone through the same thing or maybe not. I don't know. I was like, I'm just going to put it out there. And so I put it out there and the influx of like moms and women that came and they were like, thank you so much for sharing. Like this happens all the time. Just nobody talks about it. And I was like, what? Like I was feeling so depressed and so alone because I thought I was the only one going through it. And so really connecting with other moms on like a raw level just makes you like feel normal. Like you're like, I'm not that weird for having these things happen, having a messy house, like having breakdowns, having meltdowns, having miscarriages, like having like messy hair or like, you know, whatever we're all going through. It's like, if you can like connect with one person on social media that feels kind of the same way, it's like, you feel that like security. You're like, okay, I'm not weird. This so is normal. True. And like such a good message because like, let's be real, most of us, especially right now in the world, like we're all in the mess, we're all in the chaos and we're all like surviving as best we can. And it's like, let's not judge. We're all doing truly the best we can. And I think that's like, obviously such a metaphor for motherhood too, regardless of the pandemic. It's like, we're all freaking doing the best we can. We're all doing it different ways, but like we're all showing up for our kids and or, or our child. And like, that's the most important thing out of anything. Exactly. I mean, this pandemic has really push I feel like all mothers to their limit as far as like what we can handle and I I keep telling people I'm like once this goes back to normal I cannot wait to see how easy life is <laughs> because having a baby during a pandemic is like holy shit I want to rip my eyeballs out <laughs> oh it's totally intense it's so wild it's so crazy and it's uh yeah oh. it's another level of everything like combined and I've noticed one of the things you've been doing with like your social sharing with going to the pandemic and something to distract yourself, it seems, is doing some fun like home renovations. Like, so could you share that with us? Can you repeat the question really quick? I, uh, yeah, I was saying, bringing me the like, baby so that I can nurse him really quick. Yeah, no worries. Um, real mom life. Um, I know I'm, I'm nursing Arlie too. So we're, we're dual nursing together. I love it. Um, so basically I was saying like you love to share, you know, on your social and in this time during the pandemic, I feel like you've kind of tapped into your home renovations for fun, but also like to share and maybe to distract. Can you share a little bit more about your home renovations and like what you've been doing? Yeah. Um, so our, our home renovation, I think, I feel like it happened at like the right time because we redid our kitchen and then I started redoing like the bathrooms and we really just wanted to jump into the housing market. Um, we haven't, we've lived in apartments before this and, you know, we really wanted to like 
start start off in the housing market. So we bought like a little bit of a fixer upper. It's still a great house, but um, there was a lot that needed to be done to it. So we've been doing little things like changing up the floor and um, updating the kitchen and updating the bathrooms and, you know, just to like get some equity into our house, which it's really paying off so far, especially the, the way that the housing market is right now and like rates being so low. My husband's in mortgage, so I, I'm learning all these terms hearing him in the office, but um, yeah, we're, we're having fun with it. It was kind of hard learning to find that like happy medium between my husband's design style and mine. He is like a total dude, like bachelor pad status where he wants like browns and blacks and like no, like a pop of like red color. And I'm like, I want whites and grays and like yellow and green, like happy colors. And so we really had to like find a happy medium of how we were going to design our house. And luckily we found it. So now it's easy, but it was, it was rough in the beginning. Yeah. Well, and like for your aesthetic and like what you were deciding, how did you end up, like what would be a tip for compromising when it comes to like with your partner, figuring out what you want to do in your home and how'd you guys decide like what room or what to do first? We definitely wanted to do the kitchen first because that's like our highest traffic area. And then as far as design, <laughs> I would say like, don't settle. Like I would have been really upset if I picked a kitchen that was like browns and browns and blacks and like total dude status. So I just like kept being like, Oh no, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. And like, keeping my foot down and then really like trying to steer him in the right direction like you know pulling up articles where I was like cool kitchen trends of 2020 and um and then on top of that I would just buy things like if I wanted to design something some way I would just like place a massive order and then if he didn't like it when it got there it's like okay well you can go return it if you want to and that would usually like deter him to be like it's not worth it <laughs> so just buy it like go ahead and like buy it and then you know ask for permission later <laughs> I love it. yeah hey look whatever whatever works for for your uh your you and your partner right I was just curious like what you guys do but I, I kind of do the same thing it's like oh no which one do you want to really pick no, no 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 which one am I really leaning towards like kind of get yep. up like, they really need those subtle little uh hints to know which way you're maybe going <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, and at the end of the day, like women have like the buying power of houses. So, you know, I bought like a really fancy like chandelier for our, our closet. He was like, oh my gosh, this is so girly. I'm like, where do you think the woman is going to go first and decide that she wants this house? It's going to be the closet. So it's going to the closet and it's going to look really nice. He's like, you're yeah. right. <laughs> I love it. No, it's so cool. And I've seen him like doing stuff on your stories and everything, like sharing like those renovations and like how it comes out. And it's really cool how you show the before and afters. It's really fun because I mean, you get to feel like we're part of it, which is neat. Yeah, he's such a handyman. Like he, he obviously he's in mortgage and not really in the contractor construction business, but he like he'll watch a YouTube video and like know how to do our floors. And so he'll do it all on his own and it, it like 
I mean, it's so sexy, to be honest. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that because Justin's super handy too. And there's nothing more sexy that, like, than seeing them like be able to like take something from nothing and like actually make it something like, wow, like that is so pretty or wow, that works so well. Like you're like, yeah, that's that's my partner. Like they they can make that happen. <laughs> yep, totally. I love it. So cool. Well, so how do you feel like with being quarantined and COVID and pandemic and all that? jazz that we've all been going through especially living here both of us in california and basically being in lockdown even though we're not really in lockdown um you know how do you feel like you've been pivoting and shifting in quarantine life when it comes to your partner and just also being like you know a mom and mom of two how do you feel like you're able to handle that and i love that you said already you already you know feel like you scratch your eyeballs out and rip your hair out we've all been there but like how do you feel like on a good day you handle things yeah I think you know my whole business is social media and I really feel like I've pivoted a lot to just be like internally like focused on my family and you know making sure that cash isn't too affected by what's going on um my husband is one of those people that he's such a hermit he loves being at home he loves like not being around other people I feel like if there's one person that's been least affected by this pandemic it would be my husband um meanwhile like Cash and I used to go out all the time we were at events we would go do like fun things we were just like always out we're like busy bodies so I feel like my pivot really was towards cash and really making sure that he wasn't feeling the effects of the pandemic as much as possible so you know I've really just like stayed off social I've kind of like kept to myself I've kept to like my family and just like focusing on that and I feel like it was a great shift for me that's great so just kind of really focusing on family more so and like kind of your internal versus what's going on outside exactly and I just really didn't feel like any creative spark to like create content understandable I've had many of those moments <laughs> I mean yeah both of us are in that space and I can definitely relate like there's been many moments where I'm like no I just don't feel like posting anything I just don't feel like sharing and I think that you know you and I both being social media you know influencers and creators and all that I think it's important to share that and say that because I think that a lot of times people think that like, you know, we just post and post and post. And it's like, no, for most of us that are true content creators, we wait to be inspired or have something that we're aligning with to choose to then share and then create our message around it. Right. And, you know, there's definitely times where I'm like on a roll. Um, one thing that has like put me on a real roll is like human trafficking, but um, other than that, I'm like, I don't really do my hair. I don't really do my makeup. Like I am not really presenting my best self when I'm on social media. <laughs> like I just look like this crazy lady, um, just trying to survive. And, you know, I probably should post more of that, but it's just like, there's not much going on. We're just like in the house watching movies. We're doing homeschool. We're working. We're, you know, feeding the baby. It's not a, not a ton going on. So there's like not a ton to share. Yeah, but I think that's cool of you to share that like it is that, you know, kind of just mundane and 
you're just kind of in it. And I think that's most of us right now, especially moms and new moms. And it's like, sometimes there's just not things to share and there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, uh, to that uh, note, um, I know you want to just talk about human trafficking. I mean, will you share a little bit of why you are so passionate about it? I know we both share that in human and human and child trafficking, but will you share a little bit of why you're so passionate about it and why you choose to educate others on your social about it? Yeah. Um, so for the longest time, I would post cash on my social media, not thinking really anything of it. And then for the longest time, I started getting people that were um, creating fake accounts and they were creating fake personas of Cash and I to where they would scam people out of like tens of thousands of dollars and they would say, you know, this is my son. He's in the hospital. He has like a rare disease. I need some money. I'm a single mom. My husband died. Like all these crazy things that people were saying. And I was getting messages like at least four or five a week from different people from different accounts saying that, you know, these fake people were creating these personas using my images. And it really just started rubbing me the wrong way because mainly because cash was in the photos. And I was like, I don't know half of these people that are scamming these people, like these fake accounts. Um, I did start figuring out who they were and I did start pressing charges, but for a while I didn't know who they were. They were just like faceless people. And it really freaked me out because I was like, I don't know who's looking at my kids. And so I stopped posting cash and for his own safety, because I knew he would be going to school someday. I knew there would be less time that he was with me. Um, there were just a bunch of different things. I wasn't going to be able to keep my eye on him at all times. Kids grow up. So I just felt like it was better for his safety. And then all of a sudden I got really involved in like human trafficking and really seeing what was going on. And it just like, it clicked in my mind. And so I became like a huge advocate for human trafficking, um, child safety online. And it's just crazy how much it happens right in front of our eyes. And we, I didn't know anything about it until this year. So it's like, you can't, you can't turn a blind eye once you know about it. And now I'm like forever going to be an advocate. Well, and thank you for being an advocate. And I, I love when you share like on your stories and on your feed, like different, you know, tips of how to be aware and how to do things a little bit more safer and all that, because I think that is so important and you're right. I completely, you know, I'm with you. I mean, I definitely had no clue. I mean, like I knew, I hate to say this, but I knew it was going on like in third world countries and this and that, but I never knew how much it was going on here and how connected everything was here and just being like such a huge business, like the number one consumer and like $150 billion industry and all these like insane things. And same with me. I haven't been able to turn it off. I haven't been able to, you know, turn a blind eye. And I, I guess it was, ignorance was bliss. I mean, I just had no clue. And since then, I've also, as you know, like become an advocate and, and shared heavily and gotten really um, heavy into it. And I just love that you share, you know, your own personal story of things 
that you caught, thank God, you know, in the beginning with your own account and different things that were going on so that you could become more aware and not only become an advocate, but also really protect obviously your own family and share that with others so that they know those kinds of stories and they know those kind of things happen. And it must've been so wild for you to find out people were impersonating you and posting accounts of you. Like I've had people impersonate me like just to post my Instagram and like try to get my followers and whatever, but it's another to take it to a level of like what they were doing to you. Yeah. It, um, you know, I think a huge thing with it now is just awareness. And I really had to, I had even like explain it to Trav because I told him and he was like, no way. Like, there's no way that somebody could be sexually attracted to a child. There's no way that somebody would kidnap a child from their mother's arms and harvest their organs for money. There's no way that somebody would film having sex with a child on the, and post, like post on the internet for money. Like, there's no way. I'm like, yes, this happens. Like, it is $150, $150 billion industry. It does happen every day. I mean, it just happened at like a San Diego Costco the other day. Like some guy tried to steal a child straight from the car. Like it happens all the time. And, you know, I've really, really had my head on a swivel, especially having two boys where I'm just like, I, I would kill somebody before that happened. <laughs> but, you know, you really have to like keep your head on a swivel now. And it, it just happens so fast. It's and so especially now being in a pandemic with kids that are a little bit older and being on social media and you don't know who they're talking to, um, you know, go, kind of goes back to my story. Like you really don't know who you're talking to behind these photos and these videos that anybody could take and share. And, you know, they promise them all these things and it's just, it's scary. It's really scary. It's extremely so I think just bringing awareness to the whole thing and you know bringing it up to parents and like letting parents know like you don't know who's watching your kids you don't know who your kids are talking to you need to have these conversations with your kids you need to teach them what could what you know they should do in case something like this happens it's just it's it's really like bringing up awareness and bringing in those conversations and talking points to make parents aware of, of what could happen Right. And thank you for doing that. And if you don't mind sharing, like, how are you doing that for Cash? Like, since he is a little, I mean, he's not old, but he's a little bit older, obviously, than your little one. Like, how are you choosing to start to bring that awareness to him without, of course, bringing fear to him? Because, like, I think that's my biggest thing with, like, you know, my, my girls, like, I, I'm definitely going to do the same. And I think about, like, well, I don't want to make them fearful, but I also want to make them heavily aware. Yeah. So what I started doing is I started reading books with him that are all about like his body and his consent. Um, I really wanted it to be age appropriate for him. And I wanted him to know that, you know, nobody should be touching his private parts. Nobody should make him feel uncomfortable. If anyone makes him feel uncomfortable, he can come to me that I'm always an open door for him. I will never judge him. I will always be there for him. Um, you know, there are things that are inappropriate to say. There are things that are inappropriate for other people to say to you and, you know, really about like boundaries and stuff like that. So I started teaching him things like that. And he's such a friendly kid that um, like 
he thinks a lot of people are his friends because they know him and I'm like those are not your friends you know them but they're not your friends so if you need a safety network that's me it's your stepdad it's your dad and that's your safety network and you can come to us anytime and tell us anything um and we will we will go to bat for you and we will probably kill somebody but um you know just putting it into words that they can understand and you know not to trust everybody and to have like body boundaries and stuff like that really really helped him a lot actually he goes around now and he's like that's inappropriate you touched my butt that's inappropriate (laughs) I'm like like, okay it is like you know if you don't want me to touch your butt I won't touch your butt but I'm also your mom so you know I'm in your safety network type of thing but he gets it now well, and that's great. And I love that, like, of course, he was making, you know, fun with it, but also like, you know, understanding it, obviously, to a point and like, good for you for really bringing that awareness to it. And, but also not only bring awareness, but like a softness to it. And so that he understands, but again, he's not fearful. And he's just, you're opening his eyes to it at a young age. Exactly. And I, you know, being a mom of two boys, I really want to raise two respectful boys also. So, you know, even if nothing happens to him, he's going to be raised to be very respectful and have boundaries with other people. And, you know, someone says stop, he's going to stop right away. You know, it, it's like a mom raising two boys. Oops. Let's play on. Sorry about that. Um, you know, so I think it's just very good to teach them anyways. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you say that, like, you're really aware um, of, you know, being a mom who is really present to, I have two young boys and I want to, you know, really instill great morals in them and have them really be aware of all that. So I think that's great. Well, I know in real mom life, um, we need to both get back to our real lives, but um, is there anything else you'd want to share with us before I let you go? No, I think that's it. And that's actually perfect timing. My phone is like on 2%. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, well, tell us where we yeah. can find you and follow you. Um, so you can follow me at Caitlin Ansari. It's K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-N-A-N-S-A-R-I. And I would love if anybody just like reaches out. I love connecting with new people on social. It like makes mom life a little bit more fun, you know, like you get to meet people from all over the world. So feel free to reach out and yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you for being so honest and such a great place for people to connect with. And cheers till next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.